0: Good bloke, not a great friend. I'm paraphrasing, but I would I would guess that that's the sort of thing that somebody can fairly say. person to work with I roll along pretty well with everyone I slot in with the I' slot in with the ethos of the team I'm I try to work as hard as I can I'm trying to help people as much as possible. I can every now and then slip off a joke. I think that would lead people, certainly my colleagues to say good bloke. For the few people that get beyond that strata and get into the realm of friendship with me for those who extend beyond the the label of colleague, I would imagine after a while they could fairly say, not oh, a great friend. Um, and I think their, their assessment would be, or the, their, a deeper analysis would be, well, he's a good guy and everything, but I don't really see him. And I don't really hear from him. And it takes eight days for him to reply to me. I I don't feel... threshold for friendship that most people do. I'm very happy on my own. No, no, that's not right. I'm very happy with my family and with me. Now, of course, this is a a natural part of the, the cadence of life as you as you get older and as you as you acquire responsibility and as you start a family you, you're you uh, no longer razzing it up every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and naturally because you're not doing that your, your social circle shrinks it, 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 in fact I, I worry about people that are 38 and they're still they're still going with to this club we're going to this night out we're going to this festival um, I don't know i I'm sure there are people out there who live that lifestyle and are authentically happy with it but the ones that I've interacted with that are professing to want to do those things it seems to be a kind of veneer Seems to be it, it, an exaggerated phenomenon of that thing that happens. Sorry, an exaggeration of that phenomenon that happens out, phenomena that happens out in North Korea. I know he, I know I use North Korea a lot, by the way, as to to analogise things. But it is because it's such an exaggerated case of oppression. It it, it's, it serves a purpose. to uh, to draw comparisons from it, but but so I I, I, I hear it's very common in uh, North Korea for people who learn they are oppressed by comparison to the status of the rest of the world's citizenry and yet opt to Maintain their love for that regime, and they do so as a as a reasoned choice. Isn't it? It's it's a decision that's informed by logic, not not emotion. They they decide to love their oppressor because what alternative is there? Learn. And they force themselves to learn to fall in love with that which is tyrannizing them. Big old boy just jogging past me then. Good for you, lad. I've got, I've got so much time for that. I see someone who's clearly at the start of their, their fitness journey, and they're. Uh, They're out and about with it all jiggling around. Sweating through their eyeballs. Puffing and panting. Good for you, boy. I like that. That's good. Where was I? Oh, yeah. People out in North Korea make an active decision to love the tyrannical force that subjugates them. I think I've seen that. That same pattern of behaviour in thirty-eight-year-old, like you're saying, there's nothing in the world I love more than cracking a couple of glow sticks, and putting on neon clothing, and leaping about on a Friday night, that sort of thing. Do you? Do you? Do you really? Do you really love doing that, or have you come to a head where you've you've got an alternative? do that so you may as well choose or learn to love it anyway back to where we were so really good bloke shit friend not shit i'm probably a bit too harsh not a great friend I think I'm pretty good at what my mum calls or I think it was, she got it from a friend of hers 3 o'clock in the morning friend I'm pretty good then if if we're mates and you call me at 3 o'clock in the morning and say I need you to come over to the Isle of Wight it's all gone wrong I'm asking do you want me to bring Shovel and fertilizer, or just a shovel. I think I'm pretty good at that. At that level, I'm pretty good when the wheels are falling off. But the general keeping in touch, how's your dog getting on? That sort of thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty shit at that, and that is because, unfortunately. My resource allocation strategy just won't allow me to check in with how Buster is getting on with his broken leg rehabilitation. I'm not saying it's not on my list. It's so far down the list. Realistically, I'm I'm never getting to it. Um, I think this is exacerbated by the fact that I'm a fanatically ambitious person so when I'm not when I'm not serving my primary obligation which is to my family to my wife to my children I am Trying the best I can to march forward on the path to the to the things and sorry, let me just move that. What is that rattling around? Two seconds, guys. There we go. Sorry if you were picking that up. There's something, something moving around in the background that's not. be very nice where were we oh yeah I was talking about when I'm not when I'm not with my family doing things to to help my family or to 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 have that, that family time together I'm working on one of my few ambitions don't have that many uh, I don't really have an explanation for that I don't know whether I'm, I'm hardwired that way or whether I was raised to be that way I'd I say this some, some amalgam of those two Point is, because of that that sense of ambition I have, the general checking in and the arranging to go for a beer, it always slides down the list. It it may well be that I'll come to 60 years old and look back at those decisions and I think I, I, maybe I should have done, done things differently there, but what, what I do know is that right now, at this time in my life, and for, for all of my life so far, I have always I've always derived a greater sense of meaning from working on those things that I want to achieve and want to, want to get done have, in the past, made, made decisions to, to test the hypothesis and go for that beer or stay the additional night at the, at the stag do, whatever it might be. And I cannot help in those moments, when I'm, when I'm in those situations, I cannot help the, uh, the percolation of thoughts speak to me in concerning tones and say things like you're losing time here you're losing time you're not not gaining ground on that objective and the the other people who want what you want they're maneuvering right now and you're sat here on your third guinness I don't know how, how normal that is or whether it would be psychologically recommended, but that is the way I am. What it means is I have, a, I have developed, uh, organically, a natural selection method for my friends. have very close friends and I have friends that have well let me rephrase it the selection method works as follows if you're currently a friend of mine it means that you have the you have the social fortitude to stick around and to to bear with the eight days it takes me to reply and the fact that I barely ever call and I'm always working on something else if you're within my social circle or small social circle it, it means you have the, the minerals to with, withstand that kind of Distance between me and you. I I really value those people. uh, I've totally understood in the past when people have drifted away. I've never—I say never—I have very rarely have I maintained friendships beyond the context in which they were formed so friends from school gone there's one that's at best a peripheral friend college university gone every sports team I've played on gone every team within the job rare exceptions, gone, and I've come to a point now where I no longer, I no longer allow that persistent illusion to occupy my mind, that illusion being we're going to be mates when this is said and done, we're probably not going to be mates when this is said and done, get on now and we have a laugh and a joke and maybe even the odd, deep and meaningful conversation. But that is because the context sets itself for that, that type of bond to be forged. That were formed in very specific contexts, and once that context was removed, it was evident that me and the the, the individual concerned weren't actually that close independent of the context. I've made efforts to stay in contact in in contact with those people and Something inauthentic that takes hold in those relationships. There's, there's this nagging feeling that you're forcing. You're forcing something to be that no longer would be if it was. If you let the universe decide. Before I don't do that anymore. There was something else I wanted to say about that as well. of the context in which I occupy and they occupy or irrespective of whether we share the same context so whether we're on the same team at work uh, whether we even remain uh, in the organisation because I've got no no plans to leave maybe they would move on to other things uh, or actually thinking about it about to give an example that was outside of, of a working environment but but all of my close friends are from my my time in the I thought I met them within the police. So when they when they the point I'm making is that when they present themselves to me I have a kind of intuition about them. And as it happens I, I work with Somebody like that right now. But when I when I met him, and we started talking. I thought ah, this guy, we could have. Well, I could see us forming a friendship that was that was not dependent on us both being coppers on the same team. And we have subsequently become really close mates. I thought tonight, and this is, this is why I wanted to bring this up, I thought tonight there is, there is a bit of a disadvantage to this. So, me and this bloke, really close mates, we see each other a lot outside of work, a lot of memes being messaged back and forth. Uh, lots of deep and meaningful night shift conversations. Always on nights, isn't it? That, that it comes up. The, the DMCs, are, they're really getting into the, the nuts and bolts of who you are and your history and that girl that fucking wronged you, and you can't, you still can't believe that happened. And with him, of all. Fucking people. Always seems to be night shifts that 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 occurs. Steady on, John. I'm moving there, mate. There we go. Um, and because I've been off, and he's been off as well, the shift I've just come off was the, the the first shift we that we've been crewed up together in a while I haven't seen him outside of work Been very busy haven't really sort, of messaged or been on the phone or anything like that so this was the first time we've been able to have a proper catch up in I'd say a couple of weeks or so and we come out of the nick and we're driving along straight into it you won't fucking believe this heard about that I can't believe it, or not. I've seen this video go around Instagram and then send it to you. All in all, bollocks that you talk with, you, with your close mates. And then at the same time, both of us notice a car in front of us that veers to the curb, um, and I see him gestures to it and I say yeah definitely so we follow this bloke and it's probably half a mile and it's it's driving's terrible so sort of I yeah we'll have a chat with him, light him up and it's, it's nothing he's lost. He just took the wrong turn at the, the previous junction for the motorway and he's panicking, he's got his family in the car so, checks good of them, sent them on his way. Um, and look at the car, that was odd how How, far, how long were we behind that bloke? don't know what my man said well, what was she called it, but call him? Um, we well, him John John said yeah I, I don't know actually I don't know how long were behind him for Something jumped out in that moment to me, but I wasn't able to to grasp what it was until about half an hour later, and I was, I was in a petrol station. We got in, got in to get the usual coffee, and filled the car up. And I'm standing by the, a BP, so I'm standing by the counter bit, wait for, John to I've gone first, and John's getting his stuff. And he's, he was driving, so he's done the fuel. And again, quite suddenly, John appears from the right of me holding two coffees. And I hadn't actually ordered a coffee. End of the month, I bought a flask from home. I said, Oh, a legend. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I realised I hadn't hadn't heard him order it and if I had I'd have shouted a thank you or said you know don't worry about it it's all good so I couldn't If I had it done, I would have shouted up and said thank you. That's what it was, right. So, then I started doing a little bit of deconstruction thing. Have I not realized, have I not realized that he's all, I'm standing right here, have I not all of that? And I look down, and I've got my phone in my hand, and I'm just scrolling through Instagram. And I was there at the moment where I think, what the fuck am I doing? I'm standing here scrolling through Instagram. I would never do this in a public environment Uniform or on duty. Never do, I'd never do that. Just stand there looking for your Instagram. And that is mainly because, from, a, from an operational perspective, it's a really stupid thing to do because you're, well, I don't have to spell this out to, to your door, but, you all, do I? Your head's down, your peripherals are off, you're, you're engaged in something else that, that's not in the room. You're not, you're not tactically aware at that moment. However, it's something I might do if I was off duty and I was confident that I was in a sort of you know state light yellow environment, I might sit there and have a look for Instagram or well, I think I might have, I have been messaging Mrs. UK podcast actually. I think that's what I was doing. I was definitely on Instagram. And I realised that I'd never I realised that because I was with my bro, I'd gone into a different mode, I'd gone into a different way of being me. I, 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 was, I was doing things that I just wouldn't ordinarily do as a police officer on duty. I wouldn't ordinarily, if somebody was driving in front of me, as a potentially Intox driver, I would know at what point in my journey that person came in front of me, because I'm, not consciously of course, but I'm I'm scanning the behavior of road users as I'm out on patrol. It's just, it's part of the gig, isn't it? It's what you're doing when you're out. Unless you're running to the media or something like that. But on patrol, looking at other drivers, so you're You're aware, if not acutely, you're aware of when they present themselves to you, and likewise, you're not flicking through social media when you're in a public environment and you don't know what's going on around you. But because I was with my with my mate and. My mate, I'd allowed myself to to dial back that that operational awareness, and it was it was totally unconscious. I didn't. There was no thought process where I went, "Oh, I'm with John, so I'll relax a little bit." I was I was treating those moments like it was just two mates. Catching up, which, of course, is the is entirely the wrong way to be when you're in that uniform on duty. I think I'll, it's, it's been a, it's been a cautionary tale to myself because nothing happened, of course, but. It's a very bad idea to to slip into behaviours that you would that you would adopt when you're out of the uniform, when you're working. And I'm not trying to make a case that you're, you should have your blood to the floor, sorry, You should have your nose to the floor like a bloodhound every second of every shift, uh, looking to disrupt, uh, deter, prevent, pursue, all all that good stuff. I'm not saying that that should be you for every second of every shift, but at a minimum, you should be, you should be overtly focused on your safety. Because as we all know, It's the seconds that count in this job. When stuff happens in front of you, that that decision wheel that we all all are so well bored by, it spins very quickly. And if if you disengage, as I was standing at that petrol station looking through social media, disengaged from what's in front of me, if something starts to unfold, I'm at, I'm at a massive disadvantage to, uh, to the people involved, and that, that is a serious problem if the people involved are in any way interested in causing me harm. It's something that I would never be able to justify to myself, let alone anyone else, if something was to go wrong. I'm doing my best here to not, not come across as job pissed saying don't ever look at your phone not making that case I'm simply I'm simply trying to articulate, articulate a, a word of caution mainly to myself that if you work with people that you're, that you're close with you, that you're good pals with particularly if you see each other outside of work, I think that's the, that's the keystone to this, that me and, uh, what do we call it, John, we, we spend time together out of the uniform, where we're fully relaxed, wine, drinking whiskey, having barbecues, Dangerous, I think, to to allow that that way of being to infiltrate your working practices. Um, I think it's something that, from from this point onwards, I will, I will consciously monitor when I'm when I'm crewed with people that I have a I have a, a, a personal friendship with. Um, because, yeah, from an operational perspective, it's that, that cannot be. Cannot be a good idea, and I think I had today two low-level examples of, of why it's not the way to go. And fortunately, what, what those examples have given me is they've given me an opportunity to extrapolate upwards and and contemplate what what could go wrong if you if you allow that that mode, that way of being to, to continue uh, to maintain itself and even maybe um, become more, uh, more intense than than it was for me earlier on in the shift. So, a little word of caution, mainly to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm in no way suggesting that this is, a, this is a chronic problem among us, but I can't be the only copper who occasionally gets screwed up with their good friends so I pass it on what it might be worth that is it my friends be good, look after each other I'm on Instagram same, uh, same title as the podcast message me if you'd like to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff and I'll see you I'll speak to you again very soon, bye bye